Hello. Welcome to In Bed with Books, the podcast where we talk about smutty fantasy, classics, and more. My name is Melissa. And I'm Bethany. If you'd like to find more of us, you can find us on our website, inbedwithbookspod.com, YouTube for video versions of the podcast, or wherever you pod on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you want to see us outside of the podcast, then head over to Instagram and follow us at inbedwithbookspod. Thanks for being here. Let's jump right in. So before we started recording, I I was like squeezing in some food. I worked all day today because mm-hmm. I'm like, I think I'm finally caught up from moving because the move took a day longer than we planned because of like issues with the truck and everything. Yeah. But I finally caught up and still kind of like working all day to like get things back in order and everything because I'm unpacking and stuff as I'm living here again Mm -hmm. so I mean all that to say I had a late dinner tonight and I like I know that citrus drinks will make spicy things worse Mm -hmm. but like knowing and practicing knowing the thing are Mm -hmm. two different things Yes. So literally before we got on, I had Sunny D because my mom picked up Sunny D from the store. She loves Sunny D. I haven't had it in years. I just like I saw it and I had a And craving. weirdly, Sunny D is like more acidic than you think it is. Like yes. It's more like tart than you think it yes. is. Especially yes. because like knowing how much sugar is in there, I was like, it's fine, you know? So I grabbed yeah. a cup as I've got stuffed jalapeno poppers heating up. <laughs> And so, I mean, I had Goodbye, these leftovers. asshole. <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw, so I, I had these the other day and they were fine. Because yeah. my mom picks out like most of the seeds, if not all of the mm-hmm. seeds. And I swear to you, my mouth was on fire. Like I cried. Oh. Yeah. Like, not like I was sobbing because it hurt so bad, but just like the involuntary, like my eyes were just like draining and I, oh. my nose, I had to blow my nose for like 20 minutes. I was recovering like two glasses of water and a glass of milk later. <laughs> you poor baby. And I was like, I'm not a bitch. Like, <laughs> why was it that bad? So my mouth, like my tongue is still a little tender. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do spicy things. I love spicy. Yeah. I just can't. I can't. Yeah, I just can't. I, I must have because I've asked reflex. So, yeah, it just doesn't I mean those things don't pair. I do too. I just take yeah. a lot of antacids. Yeah. Because I'm also, I mean, my mom makes really good salsa. Oh, I'm sure. I already can't have gluten. I'm not going to deny myself anything <laughs> yeah. else. Yeah. I feel like I'm already so limited. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I already have to take lactates. Yeah. I do. <laughs> my mom has one where the dosage means I have to take three for it to be effective. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. Yay, almost 30. Yeah. My friend, she recently took out dairy and she was already gluten free and vegetarian. Yeah. So that doesn't leave you with much else. <laughs> yeah. But she's breastfeeding right now. And she produces a lot. And so oh, okay. it's very, she's like, apparently 
that's a very sought after product because she like, she like donates it to other mothers and stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. So because a lot of babies, some babies need like dairy free or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, how do you do that? Like, I mean, I didn't ask her, but I should. It's like, how do you be, cause she's been vegetarian since she was eight and then oh, yeah. gluten-free like the past at least 10 years, I think. And then, um, recently she was just like, I just thought about the baby cows being taken from their mothers. And then she was like, I couldn't do it. She's like, oh being a mother God. has just changed everything. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah. I was like, I, I was like, say, I mean, we kind of still eat cheese a little bit, but like, yeah, we, we don't drink milk really anymore, but milk I, will like really screw me up. Yeah. I say milk, but it was like, it was almond milk. I just wanted some of the fats to kind of clean off my tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're like I'm, my milk, the milk that yeah, I the, drink. My, yeah. <laughs> Not your milk, but you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Exactly. My kind um, of milk. <laughs> Yeah, my milk. I, honestly, dairy is probably next for me. Yeah, because at some point, like, I don't know if I can like, get away with this anymore for very much yeah, longer. Yeah, exactly. Like, like the so the jalapeno poppers were stuffed with cream cheese, and that's why I had to take three lactate. Yeah, like people are gonna hear this and they're gonna text or like message us and they're gonna be like, "Taking three lactate is super dangerous for you." It's like, okay, I know that, but cheese. Yeah, like I'm sorry, I cheese? was born and raised in the cheese? Midwest. Cheese. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have a, I have a friend too who she's like, I have another friend who has, um, just learned that she's actually allergic to dairy, so if she continues to eat it. Eventually, she'll need like a shot, EpiPen. Yeah, and she's like, what do I do when my grandma comes back from Mexico with her cheese? Yep. And she's like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, just take a lactate, just the one time of year, it'll be fine. <laughs> Well, that's, she's like, that's no. literally what I was just thinking. I was like, if you don't eat cheese any other time, yeah, then you don't make it worse and you can just eat her cheese from Mexico. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what you're saving all of your like enzymes for. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And as I was thinking that I was like, this is why people make fun of people that are lactose intolerant. Yeah. <laughs> like we are, <laughs> we're like scheduling when to eat cheese. Yes. <laughs> So, and then the meme of Liz Lemon and her Snuggie eating, working on my night cheese. She has, yeah. she's sitting on the couch with a big block of cheese, just eating it. I, <laughs> those were the days. <laughs> I just shred a whole thing and then you and have just to eat, eat the shreds. Half, you have to eat half yeah. of it to make sure it's cheese. And then mm-hmm. you use the other half to make whatever you're making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to make just, sure it's not poison like, for my family. Yeah. Yeah. You just like go go past in the kitchen it's like noodles attacks that's how that's how i am with noodles i'm like there's fresh noodles in the sink and i'm like <laughs> you just gotta test that it's a noodle and that yeah. it's safe for the family yes yeah. <laughs> which is our job it's our job yeah. as humans yeah all right all right so today we are talking we are in bed with authors yeah and i think now that you say it out loud, I mm-hmm. am hearing a little bit more of the implication. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think we should change it. No, so. we shouldn't. Um, it's our brand. Yes. Um, but you, you know what we mean when we say it. But we are talking about all of our, like, me- the memorable authors in our life mm-hmm. of, of reading. 
Um, and I think we've decided to kind of start from childhood and just kind of work our way through our reading journey. <laughs> yeah. I sound like the bachelorette, my journey. I know you don't watch the bachelorette. Do you No. I watched the first couple of seasons. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and they're not allowed to say process. <laughs> they're not allowed to say process. No, they're like, they're not allowed to, cause they're, they're, that's why they say journey all the time. Oh my God. Yeah. I have to say, um, if they say process, you know, cause they're like in this process, you know, yeah. they're not allowed to say process. So they say journey all the time. And so then it just, ha- once you know that it all has like such a different connotation, like it just has a, such a different, doesn't sound as, it sounds so, che- it sounds way more cheesy, you know? It also like, not that I don't know these things, but like the more we find out about the way that they get manipulated by producers, the less I enjoy those shows. I know. Like my family and I used to be really avid watchers of The Biggest Loser. Mm -hmm. Because they really frame those first few seasons as like inspirational. They're losing it for family. They're losing it for Mm -hmm. health. And you see like they meet their family again. And then like they get like the talking head bits and they're talking about like how improved and how much better they feel but then finding out later about like the numbers that gained back all of the weight because mm-hmm. it was like not a healthy environment yeah they would like get their um what is it they're like electronics taken confiscated at first and then returned and then the camera lights would always be on like weird shit like that yeah it was like i don't know if anything ever actually happened or came of that but like the kind of accusations like that that really make you just not trust them yeah so and like shows even like the bachelorette you're like you know they're like ultra produced but that yeah. but you don't want to know about it yeah, once like, you I, know I about know it, the details I don't once know, you know about it know the how. fourth wall is just like <laughs> yeah it breaks yeah. the immersion you know it's supposed yeah. to be yeah anyway no i feel you all right do you want to go first we can just kind of talk about like child each talk about childhood and then talk about maybe adolescent or something like that yeah yeah um okay so I will start with an author okay so I should I think I've mentioned this before a little bit but like I've been reading for as long as I can remember like I can vaguely remember some books from when I was younger Mm -hmm. but not enough to even really search for them yeah yeah like like I remember a bog I can't just search children books about bogs because it'd be yeah. like more like preteen books about bogs. Like, okay. So the first series that I really got into that like did it for me was the Percy Jackson series, which I've mm-hmm. talked about numerous times on here. But also I'm going to do a little comparison here. Um, so they are written by Rick Reardon. Mm-hmm. I want to say is how his last name is spelled or pronounced. Um so he wrote like 15 books in this universe in the Percy Jackson universe and well, I guess that are based around like Greek and Roman myth because he mm-hmm. also did a an Egypt series which was connected they had like a short story that connected the two series mm-hmm. so they existed in the same world and they did a Norse myth one or he did a Norse myth one that was based on the cousin of a main character from the Percy Jackson series. So they're all connected. There's got to be like 20 books in this by now, 20 mm-hmm. plus books. Um, if I 
read the truth, from what I understand, his character, Percy Jackson, was loosely like loosely based on his son because his son had ADHD, he had dyslexia, I guess has has like learning disabilities. And so he wanted to create a character that his son could connect mm. with and like feel like he wasn't, I guess, like not right, you know, mm-hmm. like give him a hero to look up to. Yeah. And so what he did was, okay, so the premise of Percy Jackson is that there are demigods and they're like the kids of Greek gods or whatever gods, because like all of the series, they touch on different ones. So in, in the Percy Jackson series specifically, it's Greek gods. And so the way there's like these indicators of if they're a demigod and they've got dyslexia, they've got ADHD, and it's because they're like their divine blood from their parent is giving them like battle skills and so the adhd is really just like the energy you know Mm -hmm. like not like the vibe energy but like the internal like your your energy during a day Mm -hmm. it's because they're like made for battle because even in like greek myth it was all Mm -hmm. all of the demigods became a warrior of some sort and so they have dyslexia because their brain is trying to read Greek. And so it's trying to turn it into Greek. Um, and so there's like this really, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's just funny and it's cute and it's mm-hmm. fun because he did it to like help his son. So the comparison bit here is that it's often compared to Harry Potter because kind mm-hmm. of Similar trajectories where Harry Potter turns 11, goes to Hogwarts. Percy Jackson turns, I think, 12, maybe even 11, goes to um, uh, Camp Half-Blood so that he can be with the other kids and they're protected from the monsters that can now smell their divine blood. But the difference is when Rick Riordan has made not nice comments in the past, he has like explicitly apologized for them. Mm-hmm. And so not only is he like a good author, but he's also per- like shown being a good person. Mm-hmm. Um, which I feel like I don't even necessarily have to explain why comparing that to Harry Potter is my point here. Yeah. But he's made comments and then he listened to people and he changed. Like he he made an effort to to correct those things. And then beyond that, so the sh- the books have, are currently being turned into a show and the girl who was cast as Annabeth is black. Mm-hmm. And Annabeth is the love interest. She is supposed to look like her mom, who is Athena. So she's got blonde hair, uh, gray eyes, because Athena in myth is always described as having gray eyes. And so people fucking like blew a fucking gasket over the fact that Athena was cast and she's a black girl. And from day one, Rick and his wife, uh, I want to say her name is Becky, have been just so supportive of her. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that reflects on the project, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yes. And so, like, I'm just excited now. Like, I get to relive the excitement that I had as a kid getting into books. And, like, he's not. <laughs> He's not saying shitty things on Twitter and ruining it. Mm-hmm. He is like helping 
to reinforce that like safe space that he created for his son that became a safe space for so many other kids you know Mm -hmm. because like I don't have as far as I know I don't have ADHD definitely don't have dyslexia but like I know I have some sort of undiagnosed neurodivergence Mm -hmm. and so I do think that that's a big reason that I was so enthralled with those books Mm -hmm. because that becomes like a big part of his character I think books in general I should say fiction in general is about characters who feel like they don't fit in Mm -hmm. but when you give it like a very specific thing and you give like preteens this thing to be like oh well it's actually just because of this even though they you know it's not real but it, it it gives you a distraction it gives you a a different way of looking at it than I'm stupid and I can't read or I can't focus. And so obviously I'm lazy, you know, like things like that mm-hmm. really help, help you as a kid. Yeah. So I love that. That's oh, why that's his books are so special to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a good counter to that. Cause that's like <laughs> a really, that's a, that's really sweet. Um, I know they're kids books and there's like no smut in them, but I do highly recommend they're very easy reads. If you ever like find a minute or something. And I need like something sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Something wholesome. Yeah. And they are I dark. like wholesome. Not like super dark, but like for a kid's book, they deal. They're, some they're pretty... Melissa dark. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're like, they're not scary. Like this, there's like heavy. Yeah. There's heavy themes. Heavy in there, stuff, and there's like yeah. some really, really sad stuff that happens because he's also like, teaching kids how to be adults basically yeah that's one of the things about when you're writing books that are kind of like young adult and like kind of just before young adult books Mm -hmm. like his I think the age range is like middle school for his books Mm -hmm. um is it like it's such like a formative age you have to be writing things that are gonna teach them good yeah lessons you know so when did you read those? How old were you? I picked up the third one first because it was at the Scholastic Book Fair. Mm-hmm. If we really want to throw it back there a little bit. Yeah. So it was mm-hmm. at the Scholastic Book Fair. I picked up the third one because I think it had just come out. Don't. Let's see here. Let me Google it real quick. So it was seventh grade. Which okay. Yeah. Have been, um. 2007 or 2008 depending on what's like season it probably would have been the fall of 2007 that's when I graduated oh my god yeah April 2007 so it was the new one so it would have been fall of 2007 so yeah that was the new book it was called the titan's curse number three in the series and I didn't even plan on buying a book that day because like I said I I mean I was an avid reader generally but like library I didn't really have a like an a uh an aggressive attachment to books those were the books that did it to me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then it was like I have to own my books mm-hmm. I have to see them I have to touch them and be able to go back to them and all of that so yeah yeah so that was my my first yeah um I think my first honestly was the books that got me into like reading mm-hmm. to the point where I was in English class reading a mystery by Mary Higgins Clark. And I would get in trouble for reading in math class. Yep. Um, I got in trouble for reading in school. 
<laughs> that's like one of the stupidest things for people to get like mad at kids for well because they were like lecturing and I was just reading and not paying attention so <laughs> I I have my my problems with the way that it's yes. structured nowadays yes. and th- that is like a direct result of that but yeah totally yeah. um but yeah I mean obviously I mean actually I mean growing up if we're gonna talk about childhood a little bit is like I was always in like the reading groups the groups that would meet outside of class to like mm-hmm. get better at reading and my mom got like the the phonics books it wasn't hooked on phonics but it they it was like a something like phonics where they would ship you like little readers mm-hmm. little reading books and i do remember those a lot and so it I've, i was always one stigmatized about it like i always felt like oh i'll never oh god and then sixth grade did you ever have ar points accelerated reader it rings a bell what was it um it was just a program that some schools used where um you would earn points with every book you read in oh, each yeah. book yeah. yeah so like harry potter would be like five points mm-hmm. or no like depending on how long it was it could be up to like mm-hmm. seven or something i remember Nan- by like page number so like page count yeah so like a like a nancy drew book was like four points Mm -hmm. so i was like okay cool so i like that felt like good um but yeah like just depending on how like long or thick they were they were like Mm -hmm. so many points and i always had the lowest points and patrick (laughs) always had the highest because he was like he looked like harry potter too because that (laughs) that was when like harry potter was really big and we were we were like reading it in class like um along to like the Stephen Fry recording <laughs> like yeah um that was fifth grade that was the 9-11 year I remember that so it was like yeah I that and the earthquake that was a big year there was an earthquake we had that in class but there was um anyways <laughs> he always had the highest AR points yeah. and I remember my my teacher was a horrible teacher and mm-hmm. she would shame me about it Jesus. um and I did not like her. She was a bitch. Um, yeah. I mean, you're fucking fifth, fifth grade. Yeah. Let's shame yeah. a child. Okay. That'll yeah. definitely make her want to read more. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was the, the gore and bush. Like <laughs> run, man, that fucking fifth and sixth grade. That was when everything changed. In fifth grade when uh, Al Gore was vice president. Yeah. In the United States. Yeah. Um, I don't even know who was president when I was in fifth grade. It's probably still probably, Bush. yeah, probably Bush. Yeah, Obama anyway. was my eighth grade. Obama was my um, first vote. Oh wow! I was very proud of that. Nice. I had I had Obama written on my car. My lady, this lady at my work was like, "You're gonna get shot," and I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Because <laughs> she was just like, I mean, we lived in a small yeah Down, but Is it was like threat? I, know, I was like what are you saying but I just had like you know chalk all over my mm-hmm. car with like I went to his rally I was really into pol- into politics and then after that oh, it you, just well who he was after him Trump Trump yeah like yeah eight years <laughs> then later it, then it fell apart <laughs> anyway yeah yeah um fun fact so I my birthday's in January Mm-hmm. And so I turned 18 just like mere months after an election. 
Mm. And so all my mm-hmm. friends were talking about how they were mm. going to be able to vote and everything. And I was like, oh, that's that sucks. That must be nice for you guys. That's like, <laughs> it's like, that would be like if you were turning 21, like in school mm-hmm. and everyone was turning 21 before you. Yep. And you're like, they're all going out and you're like left out. That's sad. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I mean, because that is like the end of the school year. Yeah. Because well, it's the beginning of fall semester or um, winter semester. Yeah. Because like Nalani was born the same year, but she was a year below me. Oh yeah. Because was I was in later. March and she was in uh, uh, November. Yep. And so I always thought she was so much younger than me. And she's like, I was born in 89. And I'm like, oh, okay. I forgot. <laughs> Cause I just like, it's amazing what one year in school can like do. And also like the weird rules that they have around who can be when mm-hmm. so when i was in elementary school i think it was maybe two years younger than us there was a pair of siblings and they were born in such a way that even though they weren't twins they were in the same grade mm-hmm. because like his they're irish was twins like, <laughs> basically basically yeah. like his his birthday was like close like at the very end second half of summer mm-hmm. and then hers like if this is like winter break for school and then hers was kind of like the the very beginning of the next summer mm-hmm. so they like just squeezed within that that range That's funny. Just, like the opposite ends of it yeah yeah so fun fact yeah anyways we were talking about- <laughs> we were talking about <laughs> authors um yeah fifth and sixth grade were a big year um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think it was, um, middle school was when Lord of the Rings came out and that changed my life. The, the movies. Yeah. The fellowship came out and we loved it. Then two towers came out. Then I was like, what happens next? So mm-hmm. I read them all out of order. I read <laughs> return of the King first. Yeah. And I remember reading it in home ec class. And then I read two towers or no i read fellowship next and then i read the hobbit and then i read two towers or something like that it was really funny um, um i read fellowship twice though that was my, that's my favorite one because yeah. it has the most hobbits in it yeah <laughs> Naturally. i read that one twice but only because i read it once all the way through and then well i've got oh it's not here where is it oh the one that's like all three of them yeah, and so I like started another reread of it, uh-huh. and I only got through one because then we started the podcast. Yeah, and so. then we're like, oh, there go our reading goals. Yep, yep. <laughs> our existing reading meet goals. Them, we better read it on the podcast. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's where I'm at now. But yeah, yeah. So I, I couldn't put those down. I loved them. And then it just really got me into reading. Um, but it wasn't until I did. I remember in high school, my senior year, I did read A Wrinkle in Time. And I mm-hmm. really enjoyed that. And I read those up through the summer after I graduated. So I remember nice. I went to my, I went to Colorado. I, every read I associate with my location. I don't, <laughs> that's just where my brain goes. Um, mm-hmm. I went to stay with my grandpa in Colorado and I remember uh, checking it out at the library, like when uh, oh, nice. the second one, yeah. a wind in the door. And then I read many waters, which was about the twins. I loved it because there was like kind of a love story and there was just like, 
I Charles Wallace, her like little brother, was like really interesting character. I need to read those again. Um, yeah, I think that really primed me for really liking Le Guin mm-hmm. because that was like the only, you know, it, it's it's rare that like science fiction kind of like makes it into like young girls, <laughs> you know. Um, I feel like it that was kind of like really unique mm-hmm. um series in that way and so um you know it was very like scientific and um so Le Guin's like that like times a hundred you know just like yeah, she, for adults very political <laughs> yeah very yeah. cool so I think um for kids yeah. you like the if you're trying to make a political comment which i'm not going to comment on like whether or not kids should read things with political yeah we're not going to go there today (laughs) yeah um but if you do want to incorporate some kind of political message into kids books you have to not do it very like topically yeah a a good example of this actually is actually harry potter which is my one of my favorite books which is the fifth one the i don't remember Dumbledore's army order of the phoenix is that it yeah yeah where they um that's a revolution right there yeah um against the lady I don't know her name I don't remember her name. uh umbridge umbridge yeah like that but was it's like, also like it's this little microcosm yes of she's becoming kind of like not to use like a, a buzzword or anything no one get any like offense dictator. by this but she's I was gonna say fascist yeah She's setting all these rules. She's like not letting them educate themselves properly. Yeah. She is trying to exert power that she's not entitled to. Yeah. Um, Thinking of like when she tries to uh, kick Trelawney off the school grounds. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this is from the movie. I don't remember specifically if this is from the book, but he is like, you don't have the right to kick them off the grounds. You can fire them if you want, but you can't do that. And she's like, for now yeah um very tyrannical like yeah yeah and so then they see an injustice and they develop a system to fight it yes and I and I love that because they don't it is spelled out in a context that works for kids yeah because it's like everyone loves to like hate the lunch lady like the Mm -hmm. the one person or whatever like you know the the leader you know yeah. someone in authority that's like very fun someone for abusing that yeah. yes because like they all love mcgonagall mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because she's also like a good person and yeah. so i do like that we got to see that like they have too. respect yeah so there's respect and then there's like abuse like abuse yeah of, like fear like, yeah yeah so yeah and not putting labels on it it's a way it's a way in which to like show show politics and like context mm-hmm. that works with kids so yeah I know what you mean like you can't really and I wonder how intentional that was too knowing what we know about like rolling now mm-hmm. you know what I mean um again not, not the conversation for today it's just been on my mind a lot lately I know I keep bringing it up a lot lately but yeah it's just been yeah knocking around my noggin um shoot I had another point to go with that um I forgot. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. So I do have a list also of like some of the authors that I read as a kid and some of my 
favorite authors like ones that I remember if that makes sense mm-hmm. so I guess going through my reading journey a little bit so I read middle school age stuff in middle school and I get to high school and no actually I think in eighth grade I read Twilight so I think that it's entirely possible that my gateway drug into fantasy romance was Twilight. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, which really, now that I'm thinking about it, just a whole lot of other things make sense if that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... <laughs> One of the, okay, so let me go through a few of the authors. Mm -hmm. We've got Melissa De La Cruz, and she did, okay, so I think it was Twilight, because I got on a really big, uh, I kind of, like, I jumped from Greek myth stuff to Arthurian retellings, which I really enjoyed, and I still like to go back to those, um, to Twilight, which brought me to vampires and fantasy mm-hmm. romance um so melissa de la cruz did the blue blood series that one that i told you is kind of like gossip girl meets dracula mm-hmm. meets angels and demons yeah. it's a whole mishmash and they she actually i believe it very recently came out she rebooted the series and so i am kind of curious to read that just to see what happens yeah um, to all of the characters that I fell in love with um let's see okay so this is actually what got me into like the broody things and I will say she is one of my and I say this but I haven't read her stuff in years but it's also because like she wrote these books that were geared more towards like teenagers and mm-hmm. so I once I wasn't a teenager I didn't read them her name is Amelia Atwater Rhodes. And so the series that she wrote, let me pull it up. She actually did a couple of series. Series. Mm-hmm. Um the see the thing is you would love. <laughs> They're so angsty, like these feel like like it, oh, I can't even like thinking about how angsty they are I wish I could show you the covers right now because they're just so why not why can't you okay I'll show you hold on let's see here here is her website right over here Amelia Water Roads so let's see here so she's got two main series that I remember reading and Den of Shadows and the, I think it's Kaishra series. This one's about shapeshifters and this one's about vampires. Both so angsty. I think this one is kind of standalones. <laughs> mm-hmm. The copy of this one that I had was just his face, like mm-hmm. just his face looking off to the side, all like angst-like. And so- the, Emo. Like, Yes, yeah, so emo. <laughs> like this one came out, I want to say in 2000. 
Yeah, that one. <laughs> Does it say? Yes, this this cover exactly. Published. 2008. Okay, so this was the later series. The demon in my, the, the what is it? Den of Shadows must have been earlier. Mm-hmm. But. So they're <laughs> shapeshifters. And basically he turns into a snake and she i want to say she turns into a bird so like we've got predators and prey here yeah and they have to get married to help with the tree a treaty and so it's all about them falling in love and he like sneaks into her room at one point because he turns into a snake and can like sneak past the guards and everything (laughs) like that scene is imprinted on my mind because she's just like living her life in in the the like basically converted jail cell that she's sitting in and she like sees him slither in and he just like turns back into a human and then he's just in her room they must have done something if i like remember it that distinctly yeah (laughs) i just don't remember the sex if they did have sex um these books the 90s angst that came out of them yeah she really captured that like the oh god what's um the kind of like interview with a vampire hype like that vibe Mm -hmm. not saying that like not comparing their their writing at all but just like the the demographic i guess yeah yeah people that would enjoy that which is (laughs) this girl so (laughs) yeah uh, just thinking about it again I'm kind of like do I need to reread those yeah just for s- research for to research. make sure that I remember them properly yeah it was also my first okay so the first book is one couple and then the next couple of books there's the next one is like her daughter the next one is a cousin um so they do little time jumps and everything and so that is one thing that I like about her her stuff as well is that she jumps to different stories so that way it's fresh but the previous characters are involved enough that you still get to like see where they are now Mm -hmm. like it feels very much like actors where are they now kind of thing yeah but more involved cameo (laughs) um yeah basically so I want to say it was the third book but their daughter in one of the books is the first time that I read about uh gay characters mm-hmm. and they wasn't even like she's struggling with it and she doesn't know what to do and she doesn't want to disappoint her family yeah but she's just there she gets yeah so she gets kidnapped I'm just gonna spoil this so okay. I'm so sorry to anyone who is hoping <laughs> to read these and doesn't want to be spoiled jump ahead a little bit um she gets kidnapped and she escapes and, but then she doesn't know where she is and she's never really left her home because she's a princess and she can't really be going out and about on her own. Mm-hmm. And so in order to get back, she's just kind of scrapping it for a while. But a wolf finds her and they start to protect each other. And the thing is, after a while, she realizes that it's not just a wolf. It is actually a shapeshifter who shifted and was never able to shift back, which can, I think mm. what happens, what we learn in there is that if they stay shifted too long, then they won't shift back. And so sometimes people in that universe will do it because they're super depressed mm. and they want to leave their life. Yeah. And so slowly but surely she kind of starts to like 
communicate with the wolf and she figures out what happened and basically like she was the the wolf is left by a lover the wolf is a woman very end of the book she finds out everything that happened like why she was kidnapped like who in the family did this blah 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 blah. and in her defense the lady turns back into a human and so little like eighth or ninth grade me is thinking that they're just going to be friends because that's just that's where things go yeah exactly like they're all like history and english and everything it's like they were really great friends they lived in a one-bedroom apartment for their like from when they were 21 to both of their deaths like shit like that where it's like okay now i know but at the very end of the book they just get together Mm -hmm. and i remember that blew my mind because i had never seen a story like that so she was quite literally like my introduction to queerness Mm -hmm. and it was just such a normalized experience to read that and I'm um, like I guarantee you I wouldn't be as like open-minded as I am now if it hadn't been for that being my first time like really on my own experiencing it Mm -hmm. so yeah Yeah. that's good okay next one for you next one for me um well so um um I don't know I'm so my like my reading journey is just so different from yours so um but that's perfect yeah so um I think like I kind of went through like a big dry spell until I went back to college Mm -hmm. which was like five or six years later after um well I went to community college so and then there was like a period in my 20s where I just worked and then I went back when I was like 26 or 27, I think 27, 26. And um, that's when I met. No, I told you about, told you about that book. Okay. So recently I told you that I went to this lovely thrift store in the U district in Seattle yes. and yes. I, it made my dick very hard. Yes. And I was like, I love this so much. Mm-hmm. And they had a huge selection. And I just love getting like old books of like my, of like books I love, like the old versions. And so I got like a couple and one of them was um, ha- A Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood. And it was the old cover, the little pocket book that's like this big. And it has like the original cover or whatever. So it was like, it was written in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and she lived in Berlin. Berlin at the time so there's a lot of Berlin wall very like you know you know <laughs> like cold yeah no war. I do. like yeah. the like leftovers of cold war and like um darker like yeah industrial yeah just kind of and so uh like a handmaid's tale is very like you know you like you can't trust people kind of that kind mm-hmm. of feeling of um And so I remember I got, originally I got this book at like one of those like book fairs where you like fill a bag and, um, I just saw it. I saw the cover. I had no idea what it was. And I was like, this was before the show came out (laughs) and I just looked at it and I was like, oh my gosh, it looked like kind of medieval because it just had this like girl in like a red gown with like a white like nun headdress looking thing and I was like "Ooh, I like medieval this sounds fun (laughs) and then I remember I like picked it up one day and I started reading and I was like what the fuck is going on like Mm -hmm. I didn't know what was happening because it was like in the 80s (laughs) first 
and she like was like the 1980s yeah not like the 1280s in which um no it was in the 90s which was a, okay. the future then yes yeah so it was like supposed to be like happen like right after she wrote it right mm-hmm. um and it was it's a dystopian novel and so that was like my first experience with like dystopian and it was also like the way so the way in it, which it was written is like 80% of why it's good in my opinion mm-hmm. is the experience of reading it it's that like really intimate first person experience of being severely oppressed mm-hmm. from being free to like imprisoned mm-hmm. um and then it was just it was just like such a great read so I've got a question mm-hmm. as somebody who has not read the book or seen the show. So everybody that's in the show, did they exist before the fertility issues started happening as well? So like that whole problem started within their lifetime. And so that whole system of like why they're getting oppressed started within their lifetime. Right. Yeah. So there was like, so a- they knew before and they know like there's a distinct line for them. Yeah. So there was, there's like infertility going on. Cause there's definitely flashbacks in the book in like the seventies and okay. they start, um, and you kind of see it start happening. So the, there's always been like kind of this for infertility thing going on. And then they, um, and then there's a coup okay. for the government and they take over and then they start taking like women's bank accounts away. And, and gotcha. you, you kind of see it like unravel, like really subtly, mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then there's like a whole war during the whole time. And anyways, but that's not what you start out with. Like that Mm -hmm. comes like later. So at first you're in the thick of it, you know, it's like really intense. Um, yeah. So what was my point? I, that kind of like Margaret Atwood just kind of like, I also read Alias Grace, Mm -hmm. really liked that book a lot. Um, she's just a brilliant writer. I sh- I really do want to write more of her st- or read more of her stuff. I do think like she's become a little sensationalized with the show. Yeah. Which it happens. It happens and it's it's a bit on unf- some sometimes it feels unfortunate but then at the same time people are reading the book now. So mm-hmm. I guess I should just be glad for that. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was during so I also read it in school. So I've read it a couple of times and then um but then when I got into school, I got, I read a lot. I, I met Ursula K. Le Guin <laughs> in a book now. Okay. Um, and I really liked her and I read, and I wrote, read like a couple of her books as well. Mm-hmm. I'm all like, the drugs are kicking in. <laughs> my, <laughs> the ADHD, or yeah, not ADHD, the anxiety drugs. Yeah. My anxiety drugs, they, they start <laughs> having a mind of their own. Um, so I, I kind of, I kind of think about, um, in terms of like good authors is like someone I read more than one of their books. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I said, this period of my life, I was reading a lot, a lot of classics. I wasn't like reading really fun stuff yet. Mm-hmm. And so if, if you could, if they could really grab me in one book that I wanted to read another one, that's good yeah. writing to me. Um, yeah. and then, and then a lot of it for me too, is like, writers versus authors like Mm -hmm. who do who's someone I want to spend time reading like um I'm a big uh fan of like prose 
and like poetry yeah. and Tolkien definitely added a lot of that he for me. incorporates so many different kinds of yeah. writing styles. Mm-hmm. Like there's something for everybody in those books. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I, and a lot of people didn't like the poetic scenery. I love that shit. I was Same. all over it. Yeah. Same. Like, I was just like, tell why. me what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. 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 Tell me all and about he, and his yeah and his um he's just a beautiful writer and and so there's lots of so then there's like some of like my favorite writers who I haven't like read a lot of their stuff but I like it's like so like for example F. Scott Fitzgerald mm-hmm. is like the great Gatsby like there's moments in that book that is just so yeah like exquisite like I can't I wouldn't There's say something... he's like my favorite author, but he's yeah. definitely up there with like writer. Like he's just, he's a, a gem. <laughs> There's something too that's so like, thinking specifically about The Great Gatsby that like, I know I won't get out of other books. Mm-hmm. And so as much as I love his stuff, I'm also like, I kind of just like what I've read. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Not in a, ba- not in a bad way at all, but in a like, mm-hmm. it was the book that did it for me. Yeah, yes. Um, so one of my favorite writers is Vonnegut. Mm, yes. He's so, <laughs> like he's so, like that is very much like the difference between you and me is like you would put Fitzgerald at your top, Vonnegut's at my top because it's so straightforward. Yeah. Like the phrase, so it goes. Yeah is still like that is like a mantra that I give myself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um because that like the influence that that phrase had on me as a like I think I was junior or senior in high school Mm -hmm. is still how old am I now I'm 27 okay (laughs) um still like 10 years later yeah I'm I'm still invested in that as like a like it's there's some writers who will give you like they'll give you a scene and they'll give you everything in the scene and there's some writers who will give you a person and give you everything that happened to the person Mm -hmm. and it's like Vonnegut his style is just so plain but it's not because it's plain enough that like you he's giving you what you need Mm -hmm. just enough so that you can feel it without being fed it you know I love both ways he spells he spells it out in his own like way Mm -hmm. yeah and you can just like you can see these little bits there's so much just just, like left to the reader and I love that so much yeah yeah no I agree Vonica is very good and and for the record I I wouldn't say like Fitzgerald's like the top the top for me oh yeah I'm I'm thinking of like even like high school reads sure sure yeah yeah because like it's I, I don't know if I could put a top I mean I would say probably my most intimate relationship <laughs> with a writer would be Wollstonecraft oh yeah yeah but that's mainly because of the content and mm-hmm. her um her passion and her voice yeah. is like very shrewd like it's very unique it's to her yeah. um the philosophy and, the philosophy and the emotion because even like letters is probably one of my favorite oh. books um letters during a short residence in sweden norway and denmark Denmark. or something like that yeah (laughs) i think it's norway sweden and denmark yeah 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 or denmark sweden norway i think you had it right the first time did i yeah 
Okay. Wait. Because <laughs> like one of us is bound to have the book. Sweden, Norway, and Denmark. That's what I said. I think that is what you said. Yeah. Oh, good job. That's Beth. funny. Good job, I Beth. Think, I think Norway is closer to England. I so think she, must have... she does it in the order she went. Yeah. Because she ends so that's in why Denmark. I assumed it was Norway. Mm-hmm. But she must have gone whoop, whoop. Yeah, I remember. I think she started it. I think she started it in Sweden. Anyway. 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 Yes. Um, so okay. like, and then and then when the fun reads came, right? Yes. Sarah yeah. James. When you when you were like, oh, I can read. I can fun. like things. <laughs> I, I can, can like yeah. Porn. I can yeah. read and porn. Help yeah. people about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we all know we all know my story with Sarah J. Moss. She just like changed she changed my life for the better. Yeah. Um if it weren't for her, this podcast would not exist. So that's true. I'd yes. be reading alone. Mm-hmm. I would not have read nearly as many books as I've read in the last year that we've been doing this. Same. So it would have been a, another one of my hobbies that I started and gave up. Yeah. I would have you been know? like in a reading slump and be like, well, that was fun while it lasted. And then just not been reading right now. So, and you know, sometimes it's not about the books or the project, but it's the friends that you make along the way. <laughs> Sorry. I always <laughs> yep. <just> say that because <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it is. It is. Okay. Okay. You're next. Do I think, the, I think that's all of them <laughs> for me. <laughs> I Well, another one that I have that I actually um i've thought about and i couldn't remember who the author was and like what exactly the book was mm-hmm. but it's about fairies slash yes it's about fairies yes and so i keep thinking like i need to find out what this book is so i can tell bethany mm-hmm. it is ya so uh not exactly smut not moss status but it's urban fantasy um the author is oh my god she's got what the heck (gasps) okay sorry so uh the author's name is melissa marr (laughs) m-a-r-r yes which is exactly why i picked it up when i was yeah yeah i think it was eighth grade um yeah because i remember sitting in class after a test and i pulled it out to read and the kid across the table from me thought that I had written the book because my hand was covering the last name enough that you could just see M-A-R, mm-hmm. which is the beginning of my nice. last name. Yeah. And so I was like, I didn't write this. Thank you for thinking I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking like 13-year-old <laughs> Melissa. Okay. So the series that I read is called the Wicked Lovely series. And she is still writing it. Wow. And she has part of this, like, she's got like a second series based on that, that is an adult series, which I can't imagine what that means, what the difference is between those two. <laughs> um, so the very top, so this one, the, I haven't read this one and now I'm kind of like, I'm going to leave this page open. I'm going to buy this. I've decided right now. See, this is the problem when we do episodes like this is I talk about things and I research and suddenly find out that authors that I love have, or that I like, I loved as a teen have new books out or adult books that are based on the same storyline as the teen books that I read. And now I have to buy them. Oh no. Oh no. Oh shucks. 
Oh, dang it. <laughs> At the very top of the of the page on her website, though, it says, note, this, is, this one is a wicked lovely adult book in all caps. So if kids go looking for this, like, do not. Don't. Not I will you. be. I will be. Yeah, that, that warning. <laughs> What's the... Oh, from Arthur, the little sister, she's like, that sign can't stop me. I can't read. So... <laughs> Starts with an you know R. Yeah. Is it Rom- Ramona? No. Uh, what isn't? What is he? The armadillo, or he's like something. Aardvark. <laughs> DW, because their last yeah. name is Reed. Yeah. Um. Dora Winifred I never knew that until just now so yeah so that is me reading that this is an adult book yeah so that's not gonna stop me that didn't stop me as a kid so it's not gonna stop me now as an adult um yes that is another one that is I want to say that was one of my first fairy Mm -hmm. books because I've done fairies and pixies and I definitely used to get them confused as a kid but mm-hmm. that was one of my first fairy books. And it's like, it's romance. A distinct thing. So that was, she was good at like creating like really beautiful settings. I mm. remember that distinctly. Um, so like where Amelia Atwater Rhodes was definitely more character driven stories. Um, one of the distinct things I remember from Melissa Mars book is like a scene where the girl and the guy are laying in this like bed that's just made of pillows and then I was like I need to have a million pillows because it sounds so comfy and now yeah. I've got back problems but yeah it was worth it <laughs> it was worth <laughs> all of the back problems <laughs> yeah and yeah so those are some of the like I say formative just because they were clearly so important to me or influential mm-hmm. on me as a kid that I yeah. remember them now. Because like I said, yeah. I mean, I've read more books than I can remember as a kid. Yeah. And like, that's not to brag. I was just a nerdy kid who didn't have a lot of friends when I was younger. Yeah. And my mom would go to the library, so I'd go with her. And eventually, like, she didn't make me take out books, but eventually I just did. Yeah. So I remember when I was really young, so we would go to the the library in Sterling Heights and I would just go sit in the kids section and that's where I would read those like Michigan chillers I think is what they were called. And so it was like cities and I've mentioned this before it's like the um cities that are paired with monsters so like the werewolves of Wayne County or shit like that. Okay. I don't know if that's actually one but like in that style. Yeah. Um and like most libraries, they had like a limit on how many books you could take at a time. And so I would always hope that my mom didn't take too many because I would come back with like four books, four or five books. And after a while, she would just let me take them because at first she was like, you're not going to read all those because mm-hmm. I was really, really young. She's thinking that Melissa is just, she doesn't know, like, we don't know that I'm a reader yet. She's just like, yeah. she's just getting excited. And so then I took four and I was done with them in a few, like in a, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Less time than like, they were checked out so we went back got several more and like that's how it was for most of my life yeah so for in my brain I'm like if these stand out then they must have done something yes yes yeah Mm -hmm. 
Um, a few others that I want to give an honorable mention to, and I will mm-hmm. give like short little spiels on them. Mostly because I also want to convince you to possibly read some of them. Okay. Um, so one is Becca Fitzpatrick. She did the series, uh, the Hush Hush series, which is the angel ones that I mentioned recently. So good. So yeah. good. Um, it's like one of those, it's a small town and suspicious things happen, but we accept it because it's a small town. Yeah. And city folk just don't understand. Yeah. Um, Cassandra Clare, who we are going to be reading next season and yes. I'm very excited about. Me too. Um, I've heard a lot. I've seen her books oh, yeah. forever. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't wait to, to experience that with you. Yeah. So um, Janet Lee Carey is another one. She did, let me look up the title real quick. I should have done this one before because I knew I was going to bring this up. She did, they're kind of medievalist a little bit, like fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. Yeah, I knew I knew you would. <laughs> so uh, there's a couple of books in that go together. So the first one is Dragon's Keep, and it's about this. Um, I believe she's a princess. Is it this one? No, it's not. Okay. So I believe she's a princess, but she's got a like. One of her fingers has, it's a dragon. Like it's got dragon scales and a talon on it. And so mm-hmm. they kind of keep her locked away because they don't want people to think that there's something wrong with like the bloodline or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's from her point of view. So let me just read this real quick. Far away on Wild Island, wild with an E at the end, Princess Rosalind is born with a dragon claw where her ring finger should be. To hide the secret, the queen forces her to wear gloves at all times until a cure can be found so Rosalind can fulfill the prophecy to restore the family to the rightful throne. But her flaw cannot be separated from her fate. When she is carried off by the dragon, everything she thought she knew falls apart. The dragon sees beauty in her talon where her mother saw only shame and Rosalind finally understands what her mother has truly denied her. A stunning portrayal of the complex relationship between a mother and a daughter in a lyrical novel sure to thrill readers who love fantasy and those who don't. I don't remember the mother and daughter relationship so much, but I do distinctly remember like that shift from shame to acceptance of her mm. deformity. And again, like another kind of like I was talking really about. Really up with, my alley. With, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like another one like with reared and Al, my um mm-hmm. where that can really get translated anyway mm-hmm. like if you have something that you have shame about then you just have to experience somebody else to mm-hmm. show you that it's okay beautiful books they do have like the renaissance feel at times um but yeah she's written That's a fun. few that have the word dragon in it and i don't remember how connected they are do they have sex i don't think so <laughs> i know i know i was like no that's i could, fair. I that's could fair. feel it though the um, possibility i know they're on wild island so i think i don't know how like connected the stories are but they are connected universe wise so nice yeah so that is well, well we will have to add that to the list of melissa's, melissa's cringe, cringe. bethany's future yes <laughs> Yeah. Which we need to talk about because 
um, if we wanted to do like the first book of the series and then like move on to like each season, or if we wanted to do a series, cause I know we were like, I had like Cassandra Clare, like, but I think we can discuss it. Cause I think it, it might be fun to do like one of each. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Do like okay. the first one of a series, because then we can cover more ground that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we should we, do that one on the off chance we run out of books somehow, then we can do like a sequel or something. Yeah. But generally yeah. I think for like this, we can just do the first one. Yeah. Yeah. And um, if anyone has books from like the early 2000s to like the 2010s, YA, fantasy, fantasy romance, whatever that you read that you want us to read for the cringe, then please send us those because I'm not going to, we're going to run out of books at some point if we're just going off my memory. I do think we should name the series in our episodes too. Yeah. Like we should call it Melissa's Cry. I don't know. Something. Something shorter than what we just said a few minutes ago. No, I know. Like, yeah. (laughs) We'll call it cringe series. Cringe corner. Cringe corner. Yeah. Yeah. And then like whatever the book is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that. but that this medieval dragon one okay we'll, we'll yes, do we add that the, the season after yes okay because um, I, I i'm on board <laughs> awesome yeah yeah did you have any more in the list sorry i interrupted you. uh well c.s lewis is one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he so i read him before i read tolkien mm-hmm. i read like the first three-ish books of the narnia series and i loved those that was definitely like my foray into um like full yeah full fantasy not Mm -hmm. just like before then or around then so it was like urban and urban fantasy like the we exist side by side with you but narnia was the first one we're like no there's like a whole other world yeah um and then i mean mary shelley yeah need i say we can't yeah 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 i don't I don't even need to. Um, yeah. Another one, actually, off the top of my head that I didn't think about, but I think we're reading her book next season because I got to pick the the classic for next season is yes. Nella Larson. Mm-hmm. Her language, her mm-hmm. it's okay. So like, I read Quicksand and Passing. And it is character driven because it's definitely very internal, but she still, the way she describes what the main character is experiencing is so beautiful. Like it's Mm. so, there's this, this like poetry to the way she's experiencing life. That's so beautiful. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited for you to read that. Yeah, I mean, I am excited. that sounds great (laughs) i love i i am a lover of poetry yeah um if if we're gonna add poets to this i would say emily bronte because mothering heights yeah because that was a brilliantly read but i wouldn't say as like an like it's kind of hard like there's writer there's author there's Mm -hmm. you know yeah um that was her only um fiction that she ever wrote everything else she wrote was poetry um i'm a big fan of nikita gill mm-hmm. if we're talking about um poets i know it's funny because like i i wouldn't consider myself like somebody who enjoys poetry but then i do occasionally so like i really like rilke and um mary oliver 
Mm. We should do a episode in bed with poetry or something, and we just kind of yeah. talk about what we like. I'd be down for that. Yeah, that Pull would a few be fun. Of my favorite poems. Because I have some, I have some pretty exper- I have some pretty experimental stuff. Okay. That I read in college that has yeah. that is so good and it has influenced me a lot. That like it it's just amazing because the I was I was exposed to these like really experimental like poets. And it's like, but not like I don't know anyone who's heard of these people. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, they're not in like the top shelf or anything. Yeah. And it's like I sometimes like I realize how much I write like that you know when I when I do when I do like write poetry yeah because like I get I get too bogged down with rules I don't like rules yeah um and that's what a lot of like the traditional poetry is about and Mm -hmm. which is still beautiful but so it would be fun to kind of see what see what you what what it is that you get you're drawn to and then Mm -hmm. like what I'm drawn to and be interesting yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know poetry rules, so I don't know if I'm enjoying people who do like a structure, but we'll find out. Yeah, that would be fun to like explore. Yeah. Like I, I love doing like games like that where where I'm like, oh, interesting that you like this. Yeah. You know, and then you're and then you point something out. Interesting that you're really drawn to this. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. really? Like I love that. Like define me. Like yes. <laughs> tell, me tell me what me about I myself. Am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. I'm so vain. I think that's normal. Yeah, it's pretty normal. <sighs> yeah, that look at us coming up with all of these ideas. We'll have Heck to yeah. re-listen to this so that we can so point these down. Know what we say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Okay, so what are we talking about next week? Next week? So excited. Because yes. I am now on chapter five. Six. <laughs> yes. I know, not very far. A River Enchanted by Rebecca Ross. Yes. I am absolutely loving this one. This is okay. so up my alley. I think I'm, like I said in the last episode, I'm very much an Anglophile. <laughs> yeah. And I really like Scotland. There's another series I've read that's based in Scotland and there's and there was something I read in um college from like like an ancient like um someone wrote down like all of their Mm -hmm. all of like the bards around the country of Scotland in the 18th century like and he wrote down everything that they like had said about their history like their oil history burns no it was um it was someone else it was a Scotsman though yes yeah. his name was john something um and it's called the ballad of ossian or something like that the ossian and uh and so there's like just like this like relationship with like mist mm-hmm. i love and like the the wind and just like the the earth and the elements is like really special i just really nice. like that yeah. about this book about the yeah. river enchanted like I was just like yes okay. like I like okay. that kind of magic is really fun to yeah. me it's probably my favorite you're farther along than I am so we need to read the lost queen that's what we need okay. to read you would okay. fucking love it okay sorry no no no. you're good you're good so yeah so yeah. that is next week we are yes. reading we're so excited. River enchanted which is yeah I'm, I'm very excited for um it's also nice like we have been reading a lot of very similar and not in a bad way i'm not mm-hmm, complaining mm-hmm. at all but like a lot of very similar tales so it's nice to branch out a little bit yeah that's true 
yeah, we've, uh, we read a lot of Faye last season mm-hmm. and can it kind of continued. Yeah. So that's exciting. So yep. also the reason these episodes got flipped around a bit is totally on me. I misplanned because not only did I just move, but I've, I'm potentially going to a wedding this weekend next weekend you're like flying out yeah yeah and so if everything goes according to plan i will be going out of town next weekend and so that kind of threw off all of our plans yay yeah so uh, originally i think we had um a river enchanted and then this episode but we just flip-flopped them because we need more time to read (laughs) yeah Yeah. i was like oh yeah i should be reading every single night this past week so yeah and here we are chapter five <laughs> yep exactly exactly of a uh, fairly I'm... big book <laughs> yeah every time i see it i die a little in a good way like i want to read it that's if you want to listen to it it's actually a very easy listen and that's saying a lot for me yes okay cool i've actually been able to really follow along it's very it could just be because it's like super interesting for me i probably will then topically so okay yeah yeah well thank you how far are you okay <laughs> <laughs> i love it you're you're a better binge reader than i am i hate binge reading that's the thing is like i know once i get not not with a deadline it makes me so it makes me read slower yeah if i have if i'm like reading doing nothing but reading up until the t- time it gives me so I much anxiety know that if i have like a good solid like weekend day i'll knock out i'll just yeah. read all day and we've yeah. got like the new house that i'm with uh, with my parents um we've got like a living room that doesn't have a tv or anything mm, that's and it's nice. like really well lit during the day it's gorgeous in there i take naps there almost every day because it's chronically ill and i have to take naps mm-hmm. or i kind of just pass out at my desk so yeah just girly things i so, guess so is that is that when you're like you're you kind of go mia a little bit on social media <laughs> yeah yeah because you're, you're like, usually oh, always on you know yeah like you're one of those people that like if i message you you'll like message right back pretty much in the next five minutes and if that doesn't happen then i'm like she must be in the shower or, or she's <laughs> napping or she's yeah. or she's napping i guess yeah that's yeah. The, what i've learned because i'm on my phone for work and so i just mm-hmm. see the message and so i kind of all respond to things so i like can clear out the notification without forgetting to respond yeah yeah and you like the distraction. I do like the distraction. Yeah. I need like multiple forms of thing, like a stimuli media going on, <laughs> yeah. stimuli going around. <laughs> I, so I set up the second monitor, right? For the first couple of days, I did use it for like working on both so I could work and then I would have like my chat here or whatever was going on. But then the last couple of days, I've been doing such mindless work that it's Netflix work, which has been kind of really nice. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, all right. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for listening. Yes. Thank you for listening. If you want to check us, check more of us out, we are on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, Please like, and subscribe to us there. If you want to see even more of us, you can like come see us on Instagram at in bed with books pod. Um, And we have some, you know, we have some merch available and check out our website. Yeah. Um, I think. And. I was going to say, if you want a discount, 
yeah. then join our mailing list, our yes. email list, and you can get a little discount, a little, so little ditty on there. 10% off the shop? 15. We don't, we don't know. 15, maybe? 15? Go find out. <laughs> That's what I'm looking, I'm looking up a couple of things no, right I'm now. No, I'm not actually. like I'm telling the listeners to go find out. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll tell you once you join the email. Yeah. <laughs> I set this up weeks ago, so I forgot. I have I other things going 10. on. I, I think it was I think 10. It was 10. Yeah. Let's just say 10. Yeah. And, and if, if it's 15, 15 it's good for you. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> have fun with that. Yeah. Um, also we, um, are partnered with Noble Objects, the literary candle company. Yeah. So if you would like 10% off your order, then go to their website and use code embed 10. That is I N B E D 10. Yes. And one zero. Yes. One zero. Not and do not spell out the 10. One they zero. have all of your favorite classics. Oh my God. Beautiful yes. covers like on the candle. And they're so I haven't gorgeous. unpacked my candles yet. Any of my candles, because I need to like clear off some like space to put them. Yeah. But I am so ready to get them out. Cause even now it's just, fall. Like, yes. We all need to replenish our fall candles. Yes. Thinking about how good that war of the world's candle smelled. Mm. Um, that was so good. Like yeah. <laughs> that was one of my last very, very good memories at Houston. So yeah, which is yeah. not saying anything bad about Houston. It's just saying how fucking amazing that candle was. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yes. So in bed 10 for 10% off at Noble Objects and join our mailing list for 10 question mark percent <laughs> off at our shop. Yeah. And we have lots of stuff on there. So lots of yeah. daddy stuff. Lots of new stuff. Yeah. Lots of new stuff. So check it out. Mm-hmm. All right. Until next week. Mm-hmm. Happy reading. Happy reading. Bye. Bye. She's pooping right now. <laughs> she has a weird look on her face. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. I live, I, I'm in the same room as my litter box. Um,